0: Welcome to the Global Missions, Inc. Podcast. The following is Episode 1 of a six-part series on the history of the Church by Terry Miller. This episode is called His Story, Part 1. It's good to be in the great province of Alberta, and in the capital city, oh no, not the capital <laughs> in the important city of Calgary, and to be with the church uh, in Calgary, that church which is his body of which we are inquiring tonight. Heavenly Father, again, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for the anointing that breaks every yoke as we inquire tonight afresh into some of the wonderful works of God, the things that you have done that they might be as an example to us um, as we endeavor to walk according to the pattern that you have established, um, that these things which you have done, O oh Lord, will take on new life within us so that we might move on, as you said it would be, we know it is, from glory unto glory, until we stand together in your likeness and in your image. Your mandate for this hour is the proclamation of the gospel of the kingdom and the coming together of the body of Christ Christ. Lord, we know that you're working with a remnant people, and you always have. You call them sort of a first fruits company. Lord, we endeavor to play that part in the great unfolding plan of the ages that you have called us unto. Now, Lord, without your strength and without your power, This meeting, like all meetings, will be dried up and dead. But Lord, with the anointing, which bringeth life and giveth life, we can ascend, hallelujah, together with the heavenly company, into that place where we can hear your own voice. The voice that we long to hear, our Father, is the voice of the Son. And may that voice just spring forth alive in the many-membered body of Christ, um, that we might all speak by the same anointing the same thing, that we might all hear by the same anointing the same thing. Come, O Lord, and and grace us with your, Your presence mightily in these three nights together. May it not be just an ordinary gathering, but may it be a time where we could truly say it was good to be in the house. And Father, that house is your house that you are building, and we are members in particular, as you have said, and that humbles us, and it causes us, O oh Father, to know that without you we are utterly helpless, we are utterly a hopeless son. So now we invite you, Holy One of all of the ages, to fill the very air that we breathe with the presence of the heavenly host. Uh, we ask it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Praise God. These are, if you want to use that word, build at the time of the teaching on the history of the church. Brother uh, Andy Snoke sent me an email and said how he wished that he could be here with us, but he's waiting, like many are, for the tapes, as they say, and that's all right. But he said to me, what you will share with the people is His story. And then he put in brackets, history. His story. And I was touched by that simple statement. What you must share with the people is His story. History. His story. And that's what we're interested in tonight. Is His story, the story, the account, if you will, of His unfolding revelation. A fresh appreciation that God, well, first of all, has everything under control. Amen. It might not look that way sometimes, but I can assure you, He has everything under control. All things are in His hands. And there is a plan, the plan of the ages that is unfolding that was in the mind of God from before the creation of the world. And God's determination, and God is determined, God's determination is that that plan shall be fulfilled in and through the church which is His body the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Christ the Head, which is our Lord Jesus, who is the Savior of the world. The blood shall never lose its power. It reaches to the highest mountain, brother. It reaches to the lowest hell. There is nowhere that a man can hide from the presence of the power of the blood of Of the eternal covenant which shall never lose, never lose its power and shall never be diminished. We are not creatures of time, for we do not, as our dear brother Herrick Holt used to say, we do not belong to time. We belong to the, to the unending. We belong to the realm, not of the passing, but of the permanent. And God, by His Spirit, is raising up His own in this day to bring forth in a corporate people a corporate body. Hallelujah! The mighty revelation of the Holy Ghost to them that sit in darkness. That there is a city. Hallelujah! There is a city whose builder and maker is God. Is that right? Hallelujah. You can shout if you want to. I come from a long line of shouters. Hallelujah. Not in my immediate family, but in the church family. Praise God. The more you shout, the more the rain falls. (laughs) Hallelujah. If you want things to dry up, just keep your mouth closed He said, open your mouth wide, hallelujah, and I will fill it. Jesus said, out of your belly, out of your, I like that from the King James Version, out of your belly, out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. I've lost a little bit of my belly, not all of it. Fifty pounds of it I shed over the last several months. You may say, really? Uh, I wish somebody would have said to me, you look like you lost a little weight. Not our soul. They all look at it. He must be getting older or something. He looks different. <laughs> Don't clap too fast. <laughs> I'm not there yet. my goal yet. <laughs> but uh, I like that, especially when I was really heavy. Out of your belly. Out of your innermost being, Jesus said, shall flow rivers, hey, rivers of life-giving water. And this spoke He of the Spirit. So this tells us He has a people in whom He lives, He moves, He dwells, He has His being. As our brother has already said, our brother Smith has already said tonight, it is his house. Hallelujah. It's the house of God. So when we talk about his story, it's the story of his house. It's the story of his unfolding revelation of himself. Hallelujah. Through Jesus Christ, the supreme sacrifice for the sin of the whole world. So what we are going to do, we're going to focus on certain outpourings, visitations, moves of God, revelations of the Holy Ghost, if you will, in the time that was appointed of the Father unto His people as He restores His church, brings it into union, into communion. That's what communion is. Communion is uh, really means common union. He brings the people and unites them by His Spirit into union, into a communion. We commune one with another and we commune with our Father through Jesus Christ our Lord. We look at the early church and see a church that was empowered from on high. Our pattern, to a certain degree, is the early church. In order to go forward, we're going to have to look backward. Now, that doesn't make much sense to the natural uh, carnal Mind and yet it makes to the spiritual mind a great deal of sense. The Word of God, the written Word of God, is His story. Hallelujah. And in His story, He reveals Himself uh, step by step, line upon line, Isaiah said. Precept upon precept. Here a little and, and there a little. Working toward an ultimate goal. Hallelujah. Bringing forth a people, a remnant if you will, throughout all of the ages. Going way back into the, the Old Testament accounts. Bringing forth a remnant people out of all of the peoples of the earth even from out of all of the religious peoples of the earth, calling forth a remnant with in their time and in their day, ears to hear, and eyes to see, eyes to see, and hearts that could understand the revelation of God for their hour. I remember in university as a as a student I loved history, I've always loved history. Uh secular history as well as history, uh both of them. And uh when I was in uh, college doing a paper a university doing a paper on history, it wasn't church history, it was on the Romanov uh, uh Russian um, uh, aristocracy and nobility and uh, uh monarchy. Uh, of Russia, the uh, the Romanov family, and uh, writing their story, so to speak, as an assignment. And I poured my heart into it. I just, uh, you know, I researched that thing with all that was in me at that time anyway. I hope there's a lot more in me now than there was at that time. I'll put it that way. Because as we grow and we mature and our understanding increases, we had a professor a wonderful professor uh, by the name of George McGovern. Some of you may remember that name. You have to be kind of old to remember that name. George McGovern uh, was our history professor in South Dakota, and he went on to become the uh, a United States senator and then the nominee of his party for the presidency of the United States. Little did people know of the man's spiritual background, and he was in many ways, to all of us students, a uh, a real mentor. But we were not writing about spiritual things. We were writing about the Romanovs, and uh, uh, the dark side of the Romanovs, mostly. And I poured my heart into this paper, and I thought, boy, he's going to be impressed with this one. And I turned it in, you know, and... uh, Uh, after it came back, after it was graded, he had written at the top just a little note, pretty good for a thumbnail sketch. (laughs) Talk about knowing how to deflate you and bring you down. I was sure I had covered everything on these people. And he said, pretty good for a thumbnail sketch. I feel when we talk about church history, because of The vastness of the story, it's really only a thumbnail sketch. So we would like God to guide us in this thumbnail sketch so that our understanding might be increased, that our understanding might be enlarged as to where we have come from, so that we can understand where in the world we are, and then where We are going from here. And we'd like to touch a little on each of those uh, aspects. We don't want this to be another dried up lecture on dates and places, strange names out of the dusty past. But instead an anointed overview of some of the great moves of the Holy Spirit. God has never ceased to move. From in the beginning or a beginning, as as some say it's more properly translated in the book of Genesis, in Genesis chapter 1, the earth was without form and void, and God moved upon the face of the deep. And God has ever since been moving upon the face of the deep. He moved upon the face of your deep. He moved upon the face of my deep. Your darkness, my darkness, your separation, my separation from Him. And He moved by His Spirit upon the face of that deep. And He said to you, as He said in Genesis, and God said, let there be light Hallelujah. And there was light. This light, He is the light. John said in chapter 1, this is the light, He said. Speaking of Jesus, this is the light, He said. That lighteth every man that cometh into the world. This is the ever-increasing One This is the self-expansive One who is ever unveiling and ever revealing and ever increasing His presence and His anointing and His power in and through the called out ones from all of history, if you will, so that He might have a church, ultimately, without spot, Without blemish, without wrinkle, or any such thing. Some of you might say, well, it sounds like you, brethren, from North Battleford, are teaching perfection. We are. Welcome to the club. We are. You say, what are you talking about? Jesus said, Jesus, who is the light, said, be ye perfect as my Father which is in heaven is perfect. The proper translation of that perfection is not what we might think of at first glance or first thought, but the proper translation is maturity. Be ye Mature. Hallelujah. Christian perfection is maturity. He wants to bring a people to maturity, to full growth. A people who do not seek their own. Hallelujah. But they seek Thy will be done. Hallelujah. In earth as it is in heaven. You notice when I said that, if you're watching me, I said, Thy will be done in earth. Where did I point to? To myself. And to you. He taught us to pray, Thy will be done in earth. And we think of China. <laughs> and we think of Russia. And we think of America, for sure. You know? Thy will be done in all these things. That's true. That is His mind. But He wants us to personalize this. Thy will be done. It's a personal prayer. In earth. The King James translates it that way. In earth. Many of the others translate it on earth. Read the King James. It says in earth. Thy will be done. In earth. In this temple of earth. In this temple of clay, which you are and I am, thy will be done in us. See, why am I saying all of these things? Because we need to be redirected in our thinking from away from religions and forms and ceremonies and ideologies and philosophies and the thoughts of the carnal mind. And focus afresh on our Lord and our Savior and His plan, hallelujah, for His world. Always remember dear ones, this is our Father's world. I've just, we've just, Ingrid and I have just come back from Texas and we heard all this stuff. About how bad it is and how everything is going down and it's all the pits and yay, 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 yay. You know, you almost wish you believed that the rapture will come and you could fly away, oh glory, the way they talk. And some of them do talk like that. I say, well, I'm not interested in going anywhere right now. I'm interested in doing and fulfilling the plan and purposes of God for my life. And I want you to do the, we all want you to do the very same thing. Find your place in the plan of God. Hallelujah. And work out your salvation. That's by the exercise of your spiritual gifts. The exercise of your spiritual ministry. Working out. Hallelujah. Your innermost being. Yeah. Hey! Shall flow. That's it. Working out. People thought, oh, that means I'm supposed to be a good boy. You're supposed to be a good boy. That isn't what we're talking about. No. We're talking about the exercise of spiritual gifts and ministries flowing out of your innermost being so that you can have an impact. In this time that has been allotted unto you and unto me to have an impact in this Our Father's world, God has, mark it down, God has everything under control. This is no helter-skelter. I'm not sure if I even know what helter-skelter is, but it sounds like it, 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 isn't, it isn't that anyhow. This is a definite plan from heaven being unfolded step by step throughout the ages. And at different times in the history of the church and the history of the world, God has chosen to move in in an extraordinary way so that he could raise up a people, that he could move on to the next level, to the next rung on the ladder, if you will, of people who have it in their hearts to press, press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Obviously, the day of of plain church. Is over. The day of religion is done. Oh, the old skeleton of it remains. The form of it remains. But God has moved beyond all of that into that peculiar place where we stand today. Hallelujah. At the overlapping. Of two tremendous ages and eras. It's the close of one dispensation. And it's the dawning of the new. Praise God. The kingdom of God, Jesus said, must be preached. There are many things being preached today. And a lot of them are good things. Don't misunderstand me. But the gospel of the kingdom, Jesus said, in the end of the hour, must be preached. And I believe that God has a people in the earth with a mandate to do exactly that. To preach the gospel, the good news of the kingdom of the rule and of the reign of God's own Christ, not only in the ages to come, but even here and even now, perhaps in a measure only, but nonetheless to the extent that it will shake the very foundations of all that many have held dear. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! In the Acts of the Apostles, chapter three, verse eighteen, and Peter is speaking. This is a very foundational truth as we speak of his story, history. Repent, ye therefore, and be converted. He's speaking to the multitudes. He says that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Just hold your finger there for a moment. No matter how dark the night, no matter how deep the darkness, remember, God moved upon the face of the deep. God moves in the midst of that darkness. And there are times of refreshing that come, come from the presence of the Lord. He said, and he we might call them revivals, we might call them moves of the Spirit, we might call them moves of God. But there are times of refreshing. Hallelujah. The rain is falling. Says falling on me. Falling on you. Falling on all who want to get wet. Simple as that. Whose hearts are crying out. Night and day many times. Send the rain, Lord. Send the rain. The times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. And He shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you. Now notice that. Here we have the promise that He will send Jesus Christ, who had been preached unto them. Now, listen to this one. He says, whom, speaking of Jesus, whom the heaven must receive until until. I heard a woman in a church down in Texas talk about that in a little exhortation, and she kept emphasizing that word like they do down there. They don't say until. They say till. She said till. She kept saying that again. Till. Till. I thought, well, when is she going to, you know, say something else? Only when we got it would she move forward. Till. The times of the restitution of all things. Jesus will remain in heaven until the times, Peter says. Now, you better pay attention to Peter. He was the first pope, some of my friends say. Some of us say otherwise. But when the pope speaks, you better listen, huh? Well, he was no pope. He was greater than all of the popes that have ever been. He was a holy apostle. Hallelujah! An apostle of the Lamb who spoke that thus saith the Lord by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. He said, Whom the heavens Jesus will come, He said, but the heavens must receive Him until the times. Until, till, 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 till! The times! Of the restitution. You notice that's plural. The times of the restitution. Or restoring, most translate it. Or restoration. Of all things. Which God hath spoken by the mouth of all His holy prophets since the world began. Woo! Did you hear that? Woo! I said. I did that down in Texas. They said, sounds like there's a train coming around the bend. (laughs) That's almost what it's like. There's a locomotive coming this way, brother. Woo! Hallelujah! That you could hardly contain the power of such a move of God's Spirit. Everything that Everything that we have experienced heretofore and up to now, even up till now, is but a preparation for the greatest move, moving of God uh, that the world has ever seen. But without the preparation, there is no locomotive coming around the bend, But the preparation comes from the times of refreshing, the rising up of, of people who hear the voice of God and endeavor to walk in the power of the Spirit in the revelation of that hour throughout all of the history of the church. See, one day, one day, you and I will be judged According to what we have done, I'll put this in my own language, according to what we have done with the light that has been shed upon our pathway. We read in the Proverbs that the path of the just is as, or is like, a shining light. There's that light again. You know who He is. The path of the just is like a shining light that shineth more and more, or brighter and brighter, shineth more and more, right up until that, oh, there's the Word again, to that perfect day. See? You still with me? Hallelujah. I don't want to run ahead of you, but I don't want to stay behind you either. I want to move in together with you all of you, into God's great and glorious day. But we will be judged, believe me. We will one day be judged by God according to what we have done with that light, that revelation truth, if you will, that light, that unfolding revelation, if you will, that God has shed on our pathway. The people from the time of Martin Luther in the great move that is known as the Protestant Reformation today, the people of Martin Luther's time, the people of the Anabaptist time, the people of the Quaker time, the people of the Wesley uh, Revelation, the people of the Pentecostal and Holiness movements, they were all participants in a great light that was shed upon their pathway In their peculiar time and place in his story. And they will be judged according to what they did with the light that was given unto them, or made known unto them. They will not, I am certain, they will not, the Lutheran revival, the uh, Pentecostal revival, the, uh, I'm just pulling out a lot of words here. The Quaker revival, the Anabaptist Mennonite movement, the, uh, the holiness movement, the, uh, the tongues movement, the healing movement. These were all moves of God and are part of His story. But the people from that time, from that era, will not be judged uh, according to the light that has been shed on Your pathway. They will be judged according to the light that was shed on their pathway. And according to their faithfulness. In a way, it's sort of scary, huh? In a way, it's sort of scary. Especially when we hear Jesus say, To whom much is given. To whom much is given. Much will be required. Oh, I had a friend from Antigua one time who said, "Brother Miller, brother Miller." After preaching something like this, you know, said, "Brother Miller," it was old Elder Earl Henry. He said, "Brother Miller, tell man, oh, how I wish that so much hadn't been given." <laughs> I thought to myself, that's like all I'm us, you know. Whoa. <laughs> With what has been given comes responsibility. If I don't know, I'm not responsible. But because I know. <laughs> Brother Miller, sometimes my wish, man. Give it go. Man, My wish. That so much hadn't been given, and I know what he meant. He didn't really mean that, you know, as bottom line, but he meant it as a sense of 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 a feeling that I'm inadequate for this task. Lord, why me? Have you you ever felt that? <laughs> oh Lord, Lord, why me? You hear people say it, and we could probably all join in and say it. There are other Christians, Lord, who are better people than I am. I'm going to go trouble them. No, I want to trouble your waters. <laughs> Hallelujah. And he does that. He does that. And uh, we should really rejoice wherever we are in God's plan and our spiritual development, if you will in our journey, that wherever we are, we should thank God for that light that has been shed upon our pathway. It should, with all due respect, it should humble us. We talk about being brought low. He He knows how to bring you low. I was saying to Ingrid tonight, you know, I come from a, a long line of religion. And uh, I was saying to Ingrid tonight, what if some of them are there tonight? There uh, sp- aren't any here at all. I'm speaking of Hutterites. Uh, what if some of them are, are at the meeting tonight? You think I dare to wear this necktie and this suit? <laughs> you know I should really be wearing black. She said, wear what you got on, whether they're there or not. It's immaterial. I said, yeah, but they have a way of bringing you down. They say to you, Brother Miller, you know better than that. You just piece a rag around your neck. Christian, don't wear necktie. That's what religion will do to you, you see. It will bring you, and I'm not speaking unkindly of them. Don't misunderstand. They too will be judged according to the light that was shed on their pathway. You know, that makes it better because then you can see when people are on various and differing levels of understanding, they are not, our enemies. We are not against them. We are in various stages of development. Is that that good enough? We are in various stages of development. See, we've been in some of those places ourselves. God isn't going to talk to us about those things. He's going to talk to us about what He's unveiling today in the church, which is His body as He speaks by the revelation of the Holy Ghost through His holy apostles and prophets Some um, hallelujah from heaven itself. Just as He spoke through this holy apostle, Peter, when Peter declared there would be times of refreshing moves of God, I'll put it that way, outpourings of the Holy Spirit that will come from the presence of the Lord. And he realized that men would then begin to understand better that He's coming back for an empowered people. He's coming back for Spirit-filled people. He's coming back for people who are on fire. Paul said, a church, a bride, he said this without spot, without blemish or wrinkle or any such thing. But Peter said, understand this though, Jesus will come, but He will remain in heaven until till the times of the restitution of the restoring of all things. And he said those things, don't just take my word for it is what I'm hearing him say. He said those things were spoken by all of the Holy Prophets since the world began. And I submit to you today that those holy prophets are continuing to speak to us in whatever date this is, May what? What date is it? Twenty something. Twenty second. May twenty second? May twenty second, two thousand and nine. The holy prophets, the anointed of God are still speaking the same word today. Hallelujah. Well, I can see we're only going to get to, how is it Brother Hunt used to say, the introduction to the introduction. I don't even know if we'll get to the introduction to the introduction, but I think God is, um, and what He's doing, is He's sort of reestablishing in our hearts some basic fundamental truth of why His story is history is something we should pay attention to and learn from because all of those times of refreshing have been part of the restoring, the rebuilding. See, the prophets spoke of a time that would come when it would seem like almost chaos filled the earth. Jesus said that there would come A tribu time of tribulation The only words he could use were great Great tribulation, he said. Such as the world has never seen. And he said, if those days weren't shut down, if those days weren't what's the exact word? Shortened Shut down. Yeah, the same thing. If those days weren't shut uh, shortened he says, even the very elect would find themselves in trouble, basically, is what he is saying. But for the elect's sake, see, he looks after his own. And I really do believe that the end of all things is at hand. But at the same time, I really do believe that the restoration is not yet over. Hallelujah. That we are in the midst of something. As Brother Holt said, we don't belong to time. We belong to the eternal. We don't belong to the passing. We belong to the permanent. So we are plugged in. We are connected to something, to someone, to somebody. Hallelujah. Who actually created the world. Who in the beginning was. Who declared, as Brother Smith read to us, I said to us snake, I am! Ooh, woo. Oh, that's a horn out there. I thought it was that train coming around the bend. <laughs> Hallelujah. Get ready! <laughs> the gospel train is moving on. Same. Moving on. See, that's what God is doing. His revelation is unfolding. He's continuing to move And He is in the process restoring all things right in and through this company of, should we use the word, sons? That He's raising up from the ends of the earth and is conforming them into His likeness and into His image. Praise the name of the Lord. If you would like more information about the moving of God's Spirit or resources for your spiritual life, please visit our website at www.globalmissionsinc.org.